To the J Side Podcast. This week we have a special guest, Cynthia Moy. Do you want to give a brief introduction of who you are, maybe how we met? Well, my name is Cynthia. Said we met at DLC um, Community College together. We did art club together, and it was a good time. <laughs> I have some funny memories from that. I made a card with Ulu and Owos on it but that was that and we also did a bunch of art stuff outside of art club as well and we also have played tennis morning yes 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 art (laughs) club I, I enjoyed art club like we didn't have an art club when we first went to CLC so I really wanted to start one but it was really hard to get people engaged and to get like projects going and things like that. I thought the one that we did for like the fundraiser where we painted, I think it was ceramic tiles as a fundraiser. Yeah, I remember that. Um, but yeah, I think we made a decent amount of money from it because ceramic tiles are dummy cheap. If you go to like Home Depot or something, you could buy like a whole big old stack for like 20 bucks. Then if you sell them for five, mm-hmm. ten, twenty dollars a piece, like you can make a lot off the fundraising. So that was fun. But did you did you start the club? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, that's so cool. Um, but the craziest part is right when we left, or right when I left, um, we were giving it over to two other individuals that said that they would be president and vice president, but. Mm-hmm it didn't quite work out. So it did end up falling through and there's no longer an art club at uh, College of <gasps> County. But sometimes when I like log into Facebook, I'll see like four people have you the CLC art club uh, like page or whatever. And I get like really upset because <laughs> it's gone. But anyway, yeah, that is how we met. It's been a great time. We play tennis. We're not experts at tennis. So I, you know, we're learning practicing serves and all that but it's a it's grand old time yeah it is and we also i think you're like one of the few people who would actually like help out with getting community service for clubs because every club need to serve i think 10 hours of community service throughout the semester or maybe it's the whole year but wait when did i do that we went to feed my oh, starving children you... i think oh twice. yeah um, oh my gosh i remember that now <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we want to talk about mental health today, kind of as a broad general topic, and we might dive into a little bit of specifics with other areas. Cynthia, you are somebody who deals with bipolar disorder, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know much about it. There's bipolar 1, bipolar 2, and cyclothymic disorder, correct? I believe so. I honestly have not looked do a lot of it i didn't actually know which one i had until recently so that's fun which one do you have um bipolar one okay and when were you diagnosed with it Uh, like after sixth grade like that summer okay 
did anything change after you're diagnosed like once you know like once you like go and talk to somebody about it when they say the words to you that you're diagnosed does that change anything is it relieving to know like this is why this is happening or is it stressful i mean honestly i was so young that i was just like yeah okay whatever like it wasn't like i'd been wondering for so long or that it was for anything it's kind of like my parents noticed that i was being super weird and crazy sixth grade so they were like we're doing this and i'm like, eh. <laughs> and then i just went and it was like okay that's a thing but um i think for a long time after i wasn't like fully accepting of it like i didn't like talking about it or it even be mentioned and whenever i heard the word like or anything i associated with it in public it was just like kind of a minor blow i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah so what have you done since you've been um dealing with this like to help with it to help deal with it have you taken like medication have you tried therapy have you tried just like different remedies just fitness things like that well right after i was diagnosed i saw a psychiatrist for meds so i have been taking those most of the time since then i had like two different times where i wasn't taking them um one because my doctor took me off of it and another um i just decided to stop which is a very bad idea okay people should not do that okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um i also did talk to a few therapists at one point i don't anymore I honestly haven't in a while i honestly think that they're not super helpful after you learn about different like skills and stuff the therapist i've had or seen recently it was more like they just sat there and listened to you and if you had nothing to say it was like worthless okay. so it didn't feel like i was actually getting anything out of it and they're really expensive too so i don't think it's worth it for me anymore Mm -hmm. But I am still seeing the same psychiatrist for different meds, and I think I have found one that would be well. What is a psychiatrist exactly? They basically check up on you every once in a while to see how your meds are working, and they adjust them if they're not working. So it's not like a therapy session or anything. They just monitor you and see whether it's basically... Okay. For people who haven't tried anything yet, what do you think the first steps are? Should they go to therapy? You say it doesn't really do much for you anymore after you've talked to them and once you've learned, but for somebody who really wants to kind of like talk to somebody about it, is therapy something you'd recommend? So is this like after they're diagnosed or when they're first realizing that something's not right? Let's say when they realize something's not right. So when that happens, usually it's really hard to like go see someone and get it figured out because some different like psychologists or psychiatrists um, diagnose you with different things. So it's hard to really figure out what it is. That's what I've heard from other people. I don't think it's actually like that for me because it was kind of obvious. But some people deal with this for, like, a pretty long time before they actually go see someone. I have a few friends that knew something was wrong since they were, like, young teens. 
and they're just now like at early 20s going to see someone and figuring out why they weren't feeling so great for like their entire age years so I think for people that have trouble but don't know anything about it yet definitely like go talk to someone like about it as soon as possible to see if there are things that can help you and even if you're not diagnosed with anything I think it would be beneficial to see a therapist or psychologist to talk things through and kind of figure out what you're thinking, why you're thinking, how to um, help yourself through it. Because I feel like in the end, it doesn't really matter whether you're like dealing with anxiety or depression or whatever. It's mostly how you deal with it in the end and like, how you can get through it. So mm-hmm. I think that's the most important thing. A few episodes ago, we had uh, Dr. Lolly on here, and she was talking about counseling. Like, if you are seeing any signs or anything, if you're not feeling well, if you've got, like, a bad state of mind right now, go to, like, a school counselor or something like that. Have you ever gone to that? Because a lot of times it's included with tuition, and so it's going to be free with your schooling. Do you think that's, like, a step before going to therapy um i actually did go once and it was because i was just i think i was having some sort of like breakdown in school and like someone saw and coached off or whatever so i did but um i don't actually have that much experience using them as a psychiatrist psychologist like seeing them regularly so I don't know how that would be mm-hmm. but also in high school I saw one once or twice and like in general I as I said before I never really found it like super helpful to just go see them and talk about stuff that's going on I don't know I'm probably just weird like that but I guess that would be the first step like going to see someone there and having someone to talk to about that and see if they suggest be someone outside of the school or whatever. Yeah. I think it's a good step because it's definitely like free if you're paying tuition and they can help. Yeah. Because the resource yeah. is there and I know that a lot of people who are struggling and they don't take advantage of it. So definitely check that mm-hmm. out if you're in need. But one thing that me and Jason always try to emphasize on this podcast is just overall positivity. And we try to incorporate fitness and we talk about how much like fitness and a healthy lifestyle goes hand in hand with brain functionality and being just an overall like happy person. Do you, do you get enough sleep, Cynthia? I do believe I get better sleep than I did in high school. Um, I try to get like seven to eight now, and I think that's pretty good. But in high school, I would get like maximum six, like six on a very good day. And it would go down to even like three. And like 
I feel like five, five and a half was the norm, which like would make me tired. I, looking back, I know that I was tired every day. It was yeah. not good. <laughs> I would be like that was me, and even like my first year at like uh, CLC, I would be just falling asleep in every single class, just dozing off and just struggling to stay awake. And just everything, you're so much less motivated if you don't get your sleep. You don't have the time to, like, repair your muscles. You don't digest food. It leads to, like, uh, weight gain. Oh, my gosh. It's, yes. it's I know exactly what that is. So much. I was actually talking it. about that in my last YouTube video, like, how all of them go hand in hand. And it's, like, you don't get enough sleep. It's hard to eat. And if you can't, it's, like. It's hard to sleep, and without sleep and food, you can't really exercise. So it's like you don't have one, and then all of it just falls apart slowly. Mm -hmm. uh, Jeff Bezos has a book, and in it, he talks a lot about flywheels. And think of them as like different cogs in the machine. And once you start turning one cog, like all the other cogs start to work hand in hand in tandem. And mm -hmm. an example that uh, he gave is if you are working out you're going to be more tired at night which will give you like a full night's rest which will prepare you for the morning and the next day you'll have the energy to work out again but if you stop working out then you're not going to be tired at night you're going to get a bad night's rest and then you're not going to be motivated to work out in the morning again so you just have to yeah, push through it one time and once you push through the one time, you get that car going and you just can't let it stop. So I think it's interesting. but Yeah, that is a really good way to put it. I think going outside is something that's really, really helpful too. If I don't yeah. leave my house, like during the pandemic, there might be like two weeks where I didn't leave my house whatsoever. And that would like fuck me up. Like I would just... I don't know I'd get in in some sort of way so just go for a walk yeah I'm I'm so glad that I had cross-country the fall mm -hmm. like I had nothing to do all day except school which was like on my computer in my room but every day I had practice for a couple hours and it was great it was like in a forest preserve and it was in nature and I don't know I had a good time and I was so grateful that I had that yeah, if you have the opportunity to surround yourself with nature every day, like taking a five-minute walk through a park or through a forest preserve, that is such a game-changer in your mood and your attitude for the rest of the day. So, mm -hmm. highly recommend that. But Cynthia, what makes you happy? So, <laughs> I honestly am the most happy when I'm with other people. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't even have to be like, doing something really it's like even if i'm just in the same room with someone and we're both reading and doing separate things it just makes me feel so much better than doing it alone and another part of this that i can like really tell that it makes me happy is at where i work now i work as a at a nursing home and i would say it's one of the best jobs that i've had and it's not like a glorious job or anything i kind of do the dirty work there but i get to talk to all the residents and they're they can be really nice they can also be a little crabby sometimes but it's like really nice to hear their life stories and they're willing to talk to you too because they're kind of lonely in there it's really yeah. sad but i honestly like working there mostly i get to talk to different 
Um, another thing really, I mean, this is, I think, goes for everyone, but, like, helping other people. I feel like for me, I get this insane sense of, like, gratification when I, like, help someone. Especially if it's, like, something really personal. Like, I have a friend that also has bipolar disorder, and he didn't find out until recently, like maybe less than a year ago, and he's been struggling with that too. So I'm, like, trying to help him through it a little bit, and it, it just feels so good. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I could get behind the, like, helping other people. Being around people, I get that too, but I'm very particular with who it has to be. If I'm, like, in a really oh, big that's very group true. of people... At like a restaurant that's really really loud that's like my nightmare that's like the worst time for me <laughs> if i can't like yeah talk, no 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 i oh my i gosh. don't like i don't big groups it feels really bad especially when you're not like yeah when you're on the side and not talking to anybody and you just feel really awkward <laughs> mm-hmm. let's say yeah. you're going to the city with a group of people you guys are going to get food you're going to walk around you're just gonna you know a a good old night in the city what's the perfect amount of people Mm. honestly like (laughs) because like sometimes two can get a little bit lonely well not lonely but sometimes you run out of things to talk about or quiet which is not a big problem but you can get a little bored of each other a little bit but if you have four people you can like round station but also i don't like three because i've had situations where it's really like talking and then yeah side so four definitely i don't like big groups either because it's just really hard to have a group conversation, I think. And there's always going to be a few people who just don't feel included. So, Yeah. So, two people. I think what there's, there's times where I could spend the entire day with just one other person, and it's perfect. But those people are very far and few between. I need to have known true. those people for, like, years. We know everything. We could just talk about one thing for like three hours with that one person (laughs) so so true honestly i can relate but yeah but if you throw in just another friend who is you know maybe not as tight with you guys then they're gonna feel alienated because you're just always going back and forth with the person that you're a lot closer with so three could be a little weird especially depending on like if people are in a relationship then you're gonna be like third wheeling which isn't always the most fun thing either um Mm -hmm. four people's good i think four people could be pretty solid i think five five might be the perfect number for me i don't i don't like the even two on two because if somebody's in a like a locked conversation with somebody else i feel like i'm forced to have a conversation with the other one person but with five, okay, the, yeah, kind of opens true. it up a little bit more. Well, most recently, I've been hanging with a few other people, so I actually don't, I don't remember what it feels like to have a bigger group. I just remember <laughs> that if I was like in a certain group with people I didn't know very well, it was just not a good time. Yeah, to be like go home. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there'd be times. Oh, 
I was gonna go my friend asked me to go to watch like a meteor shower like on the beach one day and I was like oh that sounds cool like I'd love to go but then they're like yeah it's me and like 15 of my friends and I was like whoa 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 I don't know (laughs) any of your friends I'm gonna get there and I don't want to have to make small talk with your friends for like three hours when I'm on a beach like 30 minutes away from anybody and I don't have a car so I'm gonna be stuck there like that just sound like a nightmare. Oh, not a good time. Not honestly. A good time. The times that you invited me to things at your house, I didn't know people there. The I kind of got that feeling there, mm-hmm. <laughs> just a little. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's makes sense. I've I've tried to blend groups before, like my high school friends and my CLC friends, and sometimes a couple people click and they're like outgoing and like talking to people, and some things work, and sometimes it just flops and nobody talks to anybody, and it's just a bad time for everybody. But <laughs> you know, you live and you learn, get to know more people, but you know it's okay. Mm-hmm. How do you think traveling has an impact on your mental health? So, I think that um, it depends on where you go and what you like to do. Um, like, there's a big difference between, like, hiking in Colorado or, like, visiting a, an amusement park or even just, like, going to go and, like, lying on... Like, if you're a more active person, you're definitely going to want to go hiking and that would be super relaxing. But if you're not an active person or you just don't feel like sweating a lot, then you should <laughs> probably not do that. So I feel like it depends on what you're doing and what kind of person you are, but it can definitely help if you're doing How about a like a major travel change? Like when you first went to U of I, you weren't commuting, right? Did you like move to the dorms or what was yeah. that like? Well, it was really exciting at first. I met a lot of new people and stuff, and it wasn't stressful, I don't think, like, moving there, just, like, the idea of it, but there's this whole separate thing where I was not in the right framework, and I was, like, like, I was depressed all summer, and at the end, when I was getting excited for school, I just, um, I ended up getting really manic, so I went there, and it was, like, my moods were all over the place and it ended up not being a good thing being away from home and just place even though I found it like enjoyable to be able to do stuff on my own the gym or like walk places myself if I wanted to it was just like the quick change I think I just wasn't ready for at the time and I, I wasn't like prepared with like um, mental health and just having people to talk to like I didn't have a psychologist or psychiatrist there said I was off I don't know why my psychiatrist did that like honestly why was I sent to college without that <laughs> <laughs> like when I first went to school I was like so excited it was beautiful like great time but then COVID hit and I had to move back and right when I moved back I mean, obviously, COVID probably played a huge role in this as well. But I was just in, like, the worst state of mind. Because 
I just met all these new people, had all these great experiences, and now I'm basically just like locked in my room. It's snowing outside, and I can't talk to anybody. And it led me to look into dopamine detoxing. Have you looked at that at all? I have not. Hold that in. Well, this is when I stopped playing video games for a few months because I noticed that video games were one of the areas of my life where I got the most amount of like dopamine and excitement and that's what made me happy. When you get first place and all your three star five costs in TFT, that was like the <laughs> most exciting thing for me. And I wouldn't want to do other things. I wouldn't want to do homework. I wouldn't want to practice another language. I wouldn't want to play guitar or exercise. But if you just take away everything that gives you joy, it's not like you'll just be the most unhappy person. You'll find joy in the mundane. You'll start to enjoy reading books again. You'll start to enjoy playing an instrument or learning a language. And I can definitely relate to that. Mm -hmm. When I started playing, or when I stopped playing, when I started like thinking about doing the things that I like to do that weren't related to the video games or whatever yeah i started realizing that i like, really liked those things and i had just forgotten because i just didn't do it for so long yeah i think it's really important to there's some people who do full dopamine detoxes which i've never done but that's like you don't interact with anybody the entire day you don't play any music you are basically just like in silence just eat what you need to eat, nothing too, like, enjoyable. And after a day or two of that, then you could go back to whatever you want to do. But I think that's really important to just, I mean, detoxing everything, I think, at times is really, really healthy for you, your state of mind, and your body. But highly recommend mm -hmm. dopamine detox. So you're really into running, Cynthia. What got you into running? <laughs> this is great. Okay, so I don't. I wouldn't say I love to run. Mostly a thing that I've been doing for so long that I can't do without. But I, I wouldn't say I like in, look forward to running every day. <laughs> but I started um, running on a team in middle school. Uh, it was mostly because I had this teacher that uh, she ran the track and cross-country team and I had, a, I had a weird relationship with her because actually in sixth grade I was suspended for like taking money from her desk oh, so yeah that sixth grade was not a good year like I didn't know what I was doing most of the time and I honestly don't remember why I did that I didn't even use the money I actually gave it away <laughs> <laughs> to like different students so like everybody knew that it was me mm -hmm. but anyway yeah so she was actually the teacher that ran the running teams and I said to her that I would the next year and she was like really excited about it so that made me feel like I had to do it even though I didn't necessarily want to join the team the next year but since I had said I would I was like okay I have to now so I did that year um, cross country and track and then I decided that I did not like long distance at all so I did track eighth grade and all through high school 
since CLC didn't have track, I did cross country. Got a little more into long distance. Like, I was not able to run a 5k straight without my calves or whatever. But I can do that now. It's cool. Hey. Um, yeah. But I think it's been a really good thing for me, even though I don't particularly love it. I'm not, like, a running fanatic or anything. I also like to swim a lot. Um, honestly, I think swimming is way better than running because, like, for me, it's less tiring. No why. Mm, okay, I think that's really interesting. Okay, I want no, to... I, I was listening to your other podcast, too, and you were saying, like, you were doing laps in your it's backyard. It's so hard to swim. <laughs> Oh my well, God. you said you were doing lessons when you were younger too, right? Like yeah, how like fucking... how meant how much did you take? So I was like maybe five years old or something. I don't know. I was a little tyke. They would kick me in the pool and I'd splash around for an hour. Probably did that <laughs> for a few months, and you know, my parents were like, "He's good. He's fine." So wait, that was it. I don't know. Like I I could. That was all you did for swimming lessons. Okay, that makes sense I've... then. I all guess. Right, subtle town. I. <laughs> kind of a pro i know my my breaststroke my backstroke and that's all you really need right so uh honestly yeah right you know how to like survive if you fall into like a pool of water right so that's good enough um but no i took lessons from like when i was i don't know i was in the pool for sure at five just hanging around but i took lessons even to like middle school even and I was about to do swim team and, like, competitive, whatever, competitive swimming before high school, but my mom never signed me up, so I ended up not. Mm-hmm. I actually tried to join the team sophomore year of high school. It did not work out. I was like, I cannot keep up with these kids. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever looked into doing an Ironman? Um, I have not looked into it, but I have a cousin, or actually two cousins, that have done them before and honestly i would consider it but this seems like a lot of work like i cannot run that far i don't know if i would do like a but maybe like maybe we'll start with a sprint triathlon (laughs) what's a sprint triathlon it's like it's basically a triathlon but smaller um you like run a 5k swim half i'm not sure how much you swim but it's like basically a triathlon but everything is shorter yeah i'd be i'd be down to do that that sounds right sounds like a lot should do that (laughs) um i remember when i my first like experience seeing like running as a sport was my brother he was doing i think track and like polar bears during like the winter for like i think it's like long distance in the winter for some Mm -hmm. reason and it just looked so miserable he would come back from the track meets and nauseous and sweaty disheveled looking like a mess (laughs) it was not something that was appealing to me whatsoever so it was in i didn't start running until i think community college uh, me and Ellie started running because we wanted to do like 10Ks, 5Ks, all that stuff. And we wanted to do a half marathon at one point. Um, and we ended up doing the 10K. We haven't done the half marathon yet. But 
it's i haven't met somebody i hear it a lot where people are like yeah you get that running high it's a blast it's so much fun people people have said it i've seen it on tv the news wherever but i've never met mm-hmm. somebody who actually likes to run i <laughs> think they're insane if they do um i don't know maybe my brother really likes to run i'm not actually sure what he definitely is there to like couldn't about it, not. I, I don't know. I don't understand. And he doesn't like talking about it. I like ask him and he's just like, it's relaxing. And I'm like, you're relaxing, suffering. Yeah. What? <laughs> I know. You're struggling to breathe. Your muscles are <laughs> aching. But I think he just like, he's at the point he's been training for so long that it doesn't like exhaust him. And I think it just clears his mind kind of. Mm. So maybe that's why he finds it so nice, you know? It's but just like going I for have, a walk, yeah, I guess to fast. him, right? Yeah. <laughs> I have run before where it like stopped hurting and I felt like I could run forever. And that happens after like you run maybe 30 to 45 minutes. I think I ran like an hour that day for cross country. Wow. But like the last half hour was so chill. I was like, I could do this. Like it was like walking. I'm not even kidding you. And I don't think I've ever been there again. <laughs> When, when I was training for the 10K, like, training for long distance just sucks. Because it's, it's just time-consuming. And mm-hmm. when it's cold out, I mean, we live in the Midwest, so it gets, you know, pretty damn cold at times. In the winter... Oh, I was running through the winter in 12 degrees. I was like, oh, I am not gross. giving up this. I am not giving up being in shape right now. Because I know that if I stop, I'm never going to be getting back into it because honestly cross country was the only reason I so i can't stop hell yeah <laughs> i was running on a treadmill in my basement staring at like a cement wall for like 80 minutes straight it oh was, my god no yeah i throw in a podcast and that was the only thing keeping me sane at the time yeah it's uh it's a grind it takes a while but it's definitely worth it in the 80 long minutes time. is a long time it is it absolutely is a very long time and if you're training for like a marathon you're running 26 miles if you're running let's say a 10 minute mile average you're do you're gonna be there for what four hours it's insane (laughs) i don't think anybody actually really needs to run a marathon to prepare for one though like usually it's just you train long distances but never actually run a before you get there what do you mean you go run 13 miles and then you're gonna show up to the marathon and just double it like i feel like you have to like build up right you have to build up you're not gonna only 13 but i don't think well i don't think my cousin did the whole six or whatever it is mm-hmm. he did not run all of that in preparation i think he just ran long distances and like prepared himself that way I don't think you really need, I don't think you need to run the whole distance to train for it. There's a certain point that you hit where you just keep running the same pace and it feels fine. Okay. Of course, they say that there is like a brick wall at like 20 or 21 miles where you just like have nothing left and it's just, you're suffering. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't think a lot of people just run a whole marathon the train yeah do you think you perform different when you're in a race than when you're training i definitely i think it's part like 
I think it's partly because there's other people around you and you feel like you have to keep up or like past people. Yeah. I'm not even sure if it's just that though, because I ran a few 5Ks recently and they have like staggered starts, quoted. And I was by absolutely nobody, but I still ran like the fastest 5K I'd ever done and I was very confused. I was like, I wasn't competing against anybody, but somehow I just did that so there's something about it being a race that makes you run fast yeah every time i was training for the 10k i'd run like a 60 minute um 10k like almost every time and i was happy with that like i was like if i could do this on the actual day uh i'd be more than happy and we're doing the saint patty's 10k in deer park and i think it was like 30 degrees maybe like 34 degrees it was really really cold at the time but I was running with Allie and my cousin Alec, who is a beast because he's been playing soccer all this life, so we could run like it's nobody's business. But we, mm-hmm. I, I was just with Alec the whole time. We just left Allie behind. But she still did great. She got, I think, like a 56-minute uh, by the end of it, which is fantastic. It's better than 10-minute mile for like the entire duration. But me and Alec both finished at like 54, which was awesome. We are so happy about it, so... It's a good time. Yeah, that's pretty... That's, like... That's a lot of time. Six minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cutting six minutes Practice off. and, like, the actual race. Mm-hmm. I actually did the St. Paddy's day, whatever, 5K. I only did 5K, but I did it this year. Ooh. Was it yeah. normal this year, or was it still, like, virtual? It was staggered. It was staggered, it okay. Was, yeah. I did... I don't remember when it was, but I, th- I did like a 5k through my school, but it was like one of the virtual ones, which a virtual 5k is just shit. Like anybody could say any time that they got. Nobody's like, I don't know. Yeah, it's, I honestly would never do that. You're just going for a run it's and like, you normally have to pay them to sign up. So I think, right? Don't you have to pay for the virtual thing too? Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, Cynthia. Well been fantastic talking to you um i think we're gonna be wrapping it up here is there anything you'd like to plug before we end it um well i do have a channel it's called bipolar customer and i talk about mental health views and since i have bipolar disorder i talk a lot about that too but yes that is the main thing they do outside of yeah awesome thank you so much thank you everybody for listening make sure to check out our instagram at jside podcast twitter at jside podcast and if you have any questions or inquiries send them over to jside podcast at gmail.com thanks again and we'll see you next week bye-bye